You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sasfin Securities in Johannesburg. David, I don't think that we could ever have envisaged the fallout that there's been since the last time we spoke. I mean, you went off to the Free State to see a company and you were probably driving back uh, quite happily. And then over the weekend on Friday, things unraveled in the world. And it's just a feeling of deja vu that I have. Tell me about SVB from your point of view, Silicon Valley Bank. What happened? Well, you know, from my point of view, first of all, I'd never heard of SVB no. before, and that's, that's not because it wasn't well known. It's just because I never knew the banking system. Talking to family and talking to uh, friends who are in the U.S., of course, they know it very well. They've been wooed by it. They understand it, and uh, they understand the significance of the bank. So I think, I think what, um, what I've learned about the bank is that, you know, this is, this is a bank that's over 40 years old. And at a time where we were seeing Silicon Valley emerge, which was probably 30, 40 years ago, yeah. um, a lot of these startups needed someone to help them. When they went to uh, all the big banks on the east coast of America, yeah. uh, they were rejected. Nobody wanted to help them. But this little bank at that stage uh, was really designed to help startups and to help develop uh, what became Silicon Valley. So uh, they grew with it. They were highly respected. And a lot of these startups that came out of uh, Silicon Valley, you know, left their money with them and still are, are deeply exposed to them. So, so David, just to summarize, it was a good uh, idea. It was uh, a really good idea. Yes. It was a niche bank and uh, yep. it was uh, servicing a sector of the economy, which is incredibly important, not just to America, but yep. for the rest of the world. And yep. they lent the money, whereas the big banks would say, oh, wait a second, we got burned back in 1999, 2000, yep. so we're not doing this again. Mm. So it was a, a thriving concern. What on earth yep. went wrong then? You know, that's what I'm, I'm battling to understand. I know their significance. We can continue to discuss, uh, you know, the, the, the consequences of it. But what, what appears when I looked at their deposit base, yeah. you'll see that over the last three years or four years, this deposit base has just exploded. And one of the reasons is I think we can attribute it to the very low rates during the pandemic uh, the need to use money, you know, money was cheap, it's zero. Uh, it had gone, uh, you know, it had gone from 2018 where they were starting to increase rates or the Fed was going to increase rates to uh, this crisis, which took them down to zero again and even minus. So there was lots of liquidity. Uh, bonds were being bought, a huge amount of liquidity in the system. And uh, everybody was, if you were in VC, which is uh, venture capital or yeah. startups, you had no trouble raising money. You know, if you're in the U.S. and you had a great idea, uh, you didn't have to think about, I mean, and, and you wanted to raise money, you could put pressure on all the funds and say, listen, you've got 24 hours. You either want to come in or not. And uh, so money, money, of course, money went into startups, and that money found its way into this bank, which seems to have increased its deposit base hugely. And that was the problem. They had just started to get just too much money uh, that they had to now place somewhere. And that's where this disastrous, and they didn't think it disastrous at the time. They thought it was pretty well, uh, in a pretty safe bet. They put it into uh, long-term U.S. treasuries or 
long-term mortgages, whatever. I, I don't know the exact instrument, which we know uh, if these were long-term, uh, of course, uh, when interest rates went up, these were the ones that punished. Lindsay, classic. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, I could have been speaking to David Shapiro 20 to 25 years ago because yes. these people, there would be a chap with uh, greasy hair, camouflage yes. trousers, uh, going in and saying, listen, I've got this new dot-com idea, you know, I'm going to sell pet food yeah. or wedding planning, uh, would yeah. you would lend me some money? And they did do. I'm not being nasty, I'm not being spiteful yeah. about no, no, SVB, no, no. No, no. but they are just saying, if, if it's tech, then it must be good because one out you, of ten you, will make us a fortune. You, you're touching on a very sensitive point. Mm. Uh, you could call it the hubris or the ego or arrogance of that sector. The chaps are becoming very arrogant, you know, yes. and, and, and that's why the moralists, if there are any, or the, you know, uh, are having a go at them. They know there's not a shortage of people saying, uh, you know, this is, uh, Silicon Valley, just arrogant and and so on. So let's make an example of them. I don't think they wanted this to happen, but you're dead right. It, it We were entering a phase where money was so cheap and ideas were just being, you know, money was being splashed around. You could take that same example to the big tech companies, whether you're looking at Amazon, whether you're looking at Meta, you know, um, um, maybe Microsoft, not so bad, but I mean, Google, all of them, huge amounts of money they were generating during this period, spending it on these frivolous type of projects, which they're now scrapping or, or pulling back on. So, yes, you know, that identifies what we were seeing uh, in, the era, you know, in that era. It wasn't the era of the hedge fund manager or the – it became the era of the, you know, of, of, of the Zuckerbergs of the chaps in their T-shirts and shorts and so yes. on, you know. And, and, and so I think, I think from that point of view, you're dead right. You know, they, they had reached this, and this is a consequence of perhaps uh, just taking your eye off the ball when and just I, being too when, confident. When I, when I speak to um, Wayne McCurry, who's, uh, he's, he's very much a banking chap, and I'm looking forward to speaking to him on Wednesday on our regular feature because he will probably come out and say, I'm not talking on his behalf, I'm just surmising that maybe he's buying more banks because South African banks, despite having a bit of a rout today, they will do well out of this because you can buy them cheaper than you could a few days ago. But, David, yeah. it's... Um, just trying to put it into, I'm just trying to put it into, into context. Sorry. It's exactly the same as, um, as 1999-2000. And Wayne always says, oh, well, these companies are really different. But unfortunately, these companies, these big companies, like um, the big ones that you've just mentioned, spawn mm. a lot of small ones as well. And it's exactly the same yeah. as 1999. Yeah. And people are lending yeah. money to people just because they've got the word tech in front of them. That is what yeah. is disturbing. We never learn, or the financial services yeah. market yeah. and investors never learn, David. You do. No, Some I people think, don't. You know what happens? Happens. You, do you know what happens? It's it's it. I, I I hope this is not the internet bubble because I think that a lot of the big businesses are making money, but there were certainly uh, plenty of ideas there. I, in a way, I'm a bit sad because if you think back, you know these are the kind of banks that out of Silicon Valley came a lot of good businesses. Very much. So. Uh, you know some really good businesses. So we might be exaggerating the issue, or we might be what's the word? You know, pumping it up. But no, we're, we're not, not far out. We're not. You know, we're not. We're not far out. There was 
a, a certain arrogance around being in tech, being venture capital, being that, you know, and, uh, uh, and so on. And, but, but, um, where I'm concerned is that this is a big bank. At one stage, it was capitalized at, I don't know, or, or trading, sorry, maybe $40, $50 billion about a year ago. Yeah. And so that's, that's big. Now, when, when regulators, and this is where you rely on the regulators, and this is why I think the Fed came in so, not the Fed, sorry, the U.S. Treasury yeah. came in so fast because it should have been picked up. You know, it should have been picked up that the balance sheet was vulnerable. Uh, what, what are we saying by that? Is it means that when there was a run on the bank and they were forced to sell some securities, they sold them at heavy losses. And, you know, those heavy losses should have been, even though they might have been paper. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Lindsay? I they do were know paper what you mean. Losses be- they were paper losses before they had to sell them. Yeah. Those should have been picked up. And someone should have said, listen, the collateral or whatever, the investments you have, have come down quite dramatically. We need to cover them. You need to go and raise more capital. But David, if they're a bank, I mean, if if you're a bank and you get a license to become a bank, uh, then presumably you've got some highly competent people running the bank. I mean, this uh, SVB, uh, Mm. Silicon Valley Bank, was uh, run by the ex-CFO of Lehman Brothers. Not not the best um, uh, thing to have on your CV, incidentally. But he should know about the market. There's an inverted yield curve, for goodness sake. The short-term rates are higher than the long-term rates, and the Mm, long-term is getting absolutely slaughtered, or it was Uh, until the last couple of days. So why weren't they hedging? Why did they put all their money in this particular thing? It is scandalous what has happened. And there's two or three other banks that have fallen as well. That's what Silvergate has gone. Yeah. Biden is saying that. He came out, you know, guns blazing, saying, listen, if we take over the bank, those people who ran it are gone. You know, they've messed it up. They're yeah. out. Kick them out. And, and, and he this is Trump's fault, this. by the way. This is Trump's well, fault it, by deregulation. <laughs> and I don't want to get political, well, but I'm going to because who cares? Yeah, I'm not going to go there. You're but not going to go I'm there. I'm going to go there. This is Trump's fault. Uh, Carry on. But what the point I'm making is that there is going to be an investigation into why the bank failed and why – these risks were not managed or not picked up. Hmm. And um, it's a concern. So the question, Lindsay, where else does this uh, lie? You know, where else does this, uh, what, what do you call it, this latent problem? You know, where, where, where is there further latency? You know, what don't we know in other banks? We don't know anything, David. You and I know yeah. that. We know nothing. But there is something going so, on behind the scenes because when I woke up this morning, the S&P was up one and three quarters percent. S&P futures. I'm now looking at the, the, the futures. They're down a quarter of a percent. People are yeah. very worried and people with big they, money they, are getting out. Yeah, they're nervous. Mm. You see, that, that's, that's the, the nervousness is, uh, well, we know that you've, you've helped the bank. Uh, we know that you've protected all the deposit holders, but are there any other banks? You know, if this, if you let this slip through, where else um, have there been? You know, where else have uh, things slipped through? In 2006, so, before the subprime yeah. crisis was really known, banks were were lending and borrowing from each other. It was all a little. It's like a game of musical chairs. And yeah. to me, this is although it's not a huge bank, it's a specific bank, and it has problems. The problems are. 
They're probably mm. uh, across the industry. Obviously, companies like HSBC, which has bought mm. um, the UK version of SVP for um, a pound today, and they've yeah. taken yeah. on the the six point seven yeah. billion of deposits because they think maybe in the long term that's a good thing because they'll expand their retail network. But it's uh, the fact that the UK government and the US government over the weekend have come in, and a massive institution like HSBC has also come into the fray, it means that there's something much more going on here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, we're going to wait. You know, that's what I'm saying. We can, what, what it has done, mm. what it will do, the, it will slow down the Fed's uh, rhetoric or narrative or whatever you want to call that. You know, they're going to, okay, we better tone this down. You know, we can't, at a time where people are so vulnerable, and very sensitive. You can't keep driving your message through because all you're going to do is, is literally topple, um, you know, topple the U.S. economy. Are you saying that the Fed is going to start to stop raising rates and actually cut yep. rates? I'm not necessarily cut, but just slow down for a bit. Maybe just a month. No, you see, that's Maybe just a month. It's the worst thing they can no, do. I'm not. It's the worst thing no, they well, can do. You, They're changing you, their policy. You, Everyone you, says, you don't know what well, you're doing. You don't know well, what you're doing. exactly... Well, that's the point, is nobody knows what they're doing. You know, uh, who's to blame for this? I'm not quite sure. You know, who the regulators are or whatever. Or maybe you just pushed it a little too far and your models didn't pick something up like this. But yeah, models. The, the problem, your models, <laughs> there, there's what, no such what thing. Is such there a is thing no as, there's thing. no such thing as a model, no. you know, for goodness uh, sake. Uh, uh, that's why these people get paid uh, seven figures a year. Yeah, they don't know, know what the model is. What are they talking no. about? And I'm not saying it, you're saying it incorrectly, uh, but there's no such thing as a model. If interest no, if, the, if the economy is going, you can't mm. raise rates from, mm. the, the US 10-year bond can't go from 0.6% to over four percent and not have consequences why don't people dead understand right. this that's dead right well you see the fed the fed's stretching and seeing how I, i've been using the example mm. of uh, top gun maverick i don't know if you saw the movie oh i love the know, film yeah yeah it was great yeah but right in the beginning um when tom cruise gets into that fancy jet and just you know <laughs> goes up and up and up and up and eventually the whole thing blows up and he ends up at some Midwestern town there in the bar and saying, can I use the phone? <laughs> and, and, and I think that's what happened. I think you pushed to a point where eventually... That's a good analogy, yeah. Okay. You know, eventually it breaks. It eventually breaks, and you don't want to get to that point. So I think the Fed's just going to say, okay, we don't have to do it this month. Let's just ease back a bit. And that's what the market's saying, because you can see the rates. This is twofold. Rates have come down dramatically. I mean, we had the, the yields have come down. Yeah, four, yeah mm. yields. Sorry, yields have come down. The prices have actually gone up, but I mean, yields have come down quite dramatically. And uh, the reason is it's safe safety, you know, safe haven. Yes, people are getting out of everything else and going into the safety of U.S. Treasuries. And also, I think there's a view that the Fed is going to just take its foot off the accelerator, maybe for a month, and just say, yeah. You're going to raise rates, but just slow the pace. It's interesting. I'm just looking at my uh, Bitcoin screen now. It's up 15% on the day. That's bad. 23,422. It's up 15%, David. I, I mean, um, I what, what a world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's, 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 well, yeah. gold's up. You've got, you've got the one thing when these things happen, 
you know, all the gold chaps come out of the cracks and they start (laughs) dusting off. Yeah. Dusting off the gold play again. Oh God! Okay, gold shares are the only things that have done well. Have you seen those but things? Yeah, just going, mm-hmm. they've just gone berserk. Nothing for you. I know. Uh, but David, you're probably no. doing very well by sitting tight and doing nothing. Is that what you're doing? No, nothing. Totally. Like, you can't. Do you know what I mean? You can't. You you're just like looking around with wide eyes and saying, "Okay, I've just got to wait for this all to pass." Mm. You know, just. Uh, uh, certainly not buying equities. Not not because I don't like the underlying companies. Not at all. It's just the climate's too uncertain. And and if anything is exposed, it has been this incident. You know. And it's it's really based on my view is based on the fact that I don't think anybody knows what they're doing. No matter how clever people appear, and I'm talking about understanding inflation and knowing how far to push it. Uh, I think we're all using the wrong playbooks or there are no playbooks. Uh, so I think in, in, in an environment like that, just sit down and relax. And that's why you can watch football the whole weekend and oh, you don't please. have to worry about it. Yeah, that, thank goodness for football. <laughs> Imagine if this was the middle I, of the I've Northern Hemisphere friend. summer and I've there was no football. I've got a friend who is a Bolton man. Ah, and they lost 2-0 to so, Ipswich on Saturday. I, you were so upset. Jesus, he was a, it was a good I, game. I went out for dinner with him on Friday, on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. sitting there. He was a Bolton fan from the time that uh, Bolton came and visited South Africa in the 60s. Yeah. And he was saying they lost to Ipswich. So I said, oh, I know somebody who's going to be pretty pretty jacked up about it. He says, I don't care as long as they finish within the top, within the playoffs, you know, Bolton. So the least can get into the playoffs. It was a really, six. really terrific game. I watch it. I'm a, I'm a yeah. sicko, as you know. I was watching. Um, yeah, I, I was watching Chelsea on on one screen. Leicester Chelsea on my big uh, TV, and I was on, on my laptop. I paid ten pounds to watch um, something called I Follow Ipswich, and I get all their games. And I was watching Bolton versus Ipswich. It was so terrific, giving me such joy. And I thought, well, <laughs> you know what? If there's no football, what else is there? S&P, by the way, uh, now down to 0.6%, 38.76, which is not good because yeah, it was up nearly 2% back. this yeah. morning. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Yeah, David? I I, yeah, you, you have no idea where it's going to end. You no. know, we don't know. There, there, there's so many mood swings in the market at the moment, and we're only – we're, we're about an hour into trade, still lots of hours in, in Wall Street for things either to go right or wrong. <laughs> so. But when you look at the U.S. 10-year bond yield, it mm. says here yeah. 3.515%. That's crazy. And that That's is crazy. an 18 basis point move to the downside. Crazy. But when you, it's nearly 5% the yeah. yield um, depression since, yeah. since Friday. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Imagine if the Dow yeah. fell 5%. Yeah. It would be headline well, that, news. That, that's, yeah, that's people running into the bond. Mm. You know, just uh, I think it's more so than than the belief that that uh, interest rates are going to come down or the Fed's going to pivot. But have a look at the two year as well. I think the two year was five. Tell me, uh, first day. I don't know where it is at the moment. I haven't I haven't seen it, but it's I'm waiting to see it on the screen. But I mean, it's also come down dramatically. The all shares, uh, the all shares are rallying a little bit now, but I don't think it'll do that yeah, going into the close. Yeah. The all share on the JSC as we speak, as we pre-record, uh, with um, you know half an hour to go, only down around about one and a half percent. But yeah. I would say it's with now the one point seven four, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, that's my delayed screen. Now it started to fall again. That's not good. Yeah. Okay. No. And there's been quite a bit of trade. I mean, there's. There are quite a few people rushing for the hills, you know, uh, mm. getting out. 
I, uh, you know what happens, Lindsay? I think also our banks came under pressure. I think emerging markets are fine when things are steady. When everything's going well, yes, get into emerging markets, you know. And uh, but as soon as things start to heat up and people get nervous, <laughs> they so fast out the door. You know, that's why I'm always I'm always nervous or a little sensitive about being in emerging markets because, boy, they they dump that stock so fast. Yeah. So if you look at our screens now, I think we're down in the in the region of maybe three to one. You know, one gainer for every three losses might even be more than that. And the only things that are going up have been gold shares. Gold and platinum shares have done pretty well. The rest of the market, the banks, for for whatever you say, and I think your analysis dead right. Our banks are in in tip top shape. They are watched very carefully, but they've been slaughtered today. Just absolutely knocked. APSA Group Limited summary results for the reporting period ended right. 31st of December, etc., etc. What a terrible day to, to, to publish your results. Down nearly 6%. MTN, down 11.3% as we speak. What is that all about? I, I think the um, in the results, and, and Ralph Mapita, who's the CEO, he is quite critical about South Africa. You know, very, very... Um, Outright saying, yes. forthright, sorry, saying, listen, you know, if, if we don't get on top of these problems, we're going to be a failed state. I'm paraphrasing. I haven't got the exact quote. No, I no, did understood. write it down. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's, he's saying, and it needs to be dressed urgently. You know, that, that was the, the strength of the message. When he looked at it, he identified how, you know, what, what this has cost them here, how yeah. it's reducing their margins here. You know, he he gave forecast that it's going to reduce our margins, which is you know, uh, which is an important point. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're doing that kind of volume of turnover and you lose you're losing uh, instead of making uh, 38, what's it call it 40 rand, you're only making 37. You know that each uh, for each rand, oh sorry, for each hundred rand, yeah, that makes uh, that makes a big difference. So I think the margins is so I think the, they were scared by the message. They were scared by the tone of the message, and that's why I think the shares are down. But that's a huge, uh, that's a huge fool. That's a huge mm, fool for one of the biggest fool. companies in South Africa. Yeah. I mean, this is an international company yeah. which was started in South Africa all those years ago, mobile telephone network, 11% down. That's quite and it was just starting to look yeah. mm, mm. It was looking good. It was, it, you know what I mean? It was, it was just starting to recover nicely, forming a nice trend. And suddenly, trapdoor opens and down it goes. So, and it's been, if you look at APSA as well, the same kind of story there as well. Also, just, you know, uh, it, it, it had got to a, a, a level that we hadn't seen since 2017, but now it's starting to give way. So, I, I, I would identify that as, as, as uh, major, as foreign shareholders or non, you know, just saying, okay, we've had enough. We, South Africa looks very vulnerable. You know, in this kind of mood, do we need to go, you know, do we need to be here? What are your clients saying? Are they phoning you up quite a lot today? Not really. Not really. You know, we haven't done much. Our message has been just one of just stay put. So uh, we're not not exposed to, to any of the companies that have been hurt badly. So, you know, and even banks haven't got a big exposure to banks, very limited exposure. Yeah. 
you've been very strict on that as well. Even though you yeah. see the things going yeah. up, you said, no, um, I'm not doing that. And same with no. retailers, I think. Uh, other people yeah. have, have um, had opposing views to you. But anyway, okay, so it's, it's really dodgy. I'm, I'm just looking at my screen and it, people don't know what to do. It's going red, it's going green, it's flashing more than I've ever mm. seen it. But anyway, the S&P down around about half a percent at the moment. Uh, David, let's talk about um, more important matters, and that's football. Arsenal look unstoppable. I mean, that game against Fulham. I like Fulham. I used yeah. to work there as a barman oh. uh, when I was at university. And I love that ground, and I love the, the people there, and it was a nice little team. But they're doing well. They were sixth or seventh in the table. Arsenal destroyed them. They're really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I. They've got their, uh, I think this, Trussard, what's from, who came from Yeah, Brighton. Leandro Trussard uh, from Leandro. Brighton. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, I, you know, I watched him play for Belgium. I liked him. But I think he's found his niche, you know. And, and it's something when you play with the right people, you know, when you can get a combination. And that's what the game's all about. It's more the combinations rather than the individual players. Yes. And, uh, you know, Messi with Xavi and uh, Iniesta was – Unstoppable, you know, yes. I'm saying that's what made Messi. And I think, I think what you're finding in the Arsenal team, Odegaard, uh, the admission of this uh, Trussard. What's a Trussard? Yeah, Trussard. Yeah. And, yeah. and just yeah, Martinelli and all of them. I think together they're uh, they've become a very, you know, very powerful combination. Look, they're still young. This is not a gimme. As as they were saying after the game, you know, they've got 11 games. Every one of those is a cup final because you can't afford to be frivolous. You know, they can't afford to slip up because you've got breathing down your neck. You've got this giant machine, Man City, you know, just mm -hmm. just rolling along. Yeah. So you can't ignore, you can't ignore that. You can't ignore you it. You know, they're not, they're not going to be, they're not going to be a, a, a Liverpool who put, uh, you know, who put a ball into space. I mean, um, poor old seller has been so reliable, you know, he launched this ball into space, or a uh, man, you know, man's uh, Man United as well. That you, you know, if you got them breathing down, you know that somewhere they can slip up, but not Man City. I watch them against. Uh, I've watched them all the time, of course. I watched them uh, away to Palace, and they they scored um, with a penalty from Haaland. But they had a steely sort of resolve about them. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't three four nil or whatever. They weren't dancing around, but they won it. In a dirty way, not a dirty way. Yeah. In um, uh, I can't think of the word. Uh, but anyway, you know, they won ugly. That's what it was. Uh, Man United on the other end. I'm very surprised that you said that you like Casemiro because I sent you a text over the weekend and yeah, he I nearly know. took like someone's. Uh, he nearly broke someone's leg. I, know, I, know. I don't I like him. No, I, no, I, th I think I think this is the second time he's been sent off in as many. Yeah, he's got, I don't he's know, got a four game ban now, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but. But I think he's a professional. He tries. He never gives up on that. And maybe this is how you know he hits you hard. But uh, they can't afford this anymore. They can't afford to have a player like that. Where uh, you know who was like that for Arsenal was uh, Shaka. You never knew whether he was going to stay on the field. You know. <laughs> and Man United, Roy Keane as well. Roy Keane was another one. Yeah, Roy, same thing. Yeah. Same sort of player. But, uh, yeah, can't yeah. control but, themselves. Um, yeah. Look, it's. Um, Anyway, it, it, it's ending up with just Man United, a Man City, and Arsenal running away. The rest, the rest of the teams are unreliable. They, they good and bad. Arsenal are going to win it. We know that. They're, they're, Please, they're so good. So. 
Well, I know you do, mm. and I hope so for you too. I hope they don't, oh. but for you, I hope they do. Uh, the other thing is, uh, Gary Lineker, what do you make of this? Just before we go, because he's now back at, on Match they of the Day. They put him back. They, oh, he's back. They've, they've reinstated him. Yeah. They are. Uh, yeah, good for him. Why well, don't like they just Lineker. say, listen, you're a freelancer. You're a freelancer, so what you do is you put at the bottom of every single tweet, I work mm. for the BBC, I love the BBC, I love Match of the Day, but these views are my own, not the BBC's. Yeah. Why yeah. can't they just do that? Why has exactly. everything been blown out of all proportion? It's very simple. Just put a disclaimer up there. You mean, you Did talk right. about yeah. things, you talk about the government, and does Sassfin, does Sassfin sack you? No, of course they don't. No, 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 no not at all. In fact... Uh, when I write articles, they've always supported me and say, Good. You know, he's a journalist in that instance. He can, these are his views. We might not agree with him, but uh, he's entitled to express his exactly views. Exactly what you should say. Yeah. <sighs> Exhausting. Oh, well. Anyway, the <laughs> S&P uh, two minutes ago was down uh, 0.7%. It's now only down 0.4%. David yeah, Shapiro is from Sassoon Securities in Johannesburg, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.